0: Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you all. Here we are live once again. It's good to be live, isn't it? I'd rather be live than on a Zoom call, you know, or whatever. But uh, it's great to see you guys. And today I uh, get the privilege to continue in our little study in Ephesians. I'm going to get into chapter 5. You guys enjoying that? Is it helpful? I have to say this. Um, getting into this kind of stuff, man, any one of these verses, you could have a mini-series on. So forgive me if I'm, I'm going to highlight some things as I teach in chapter 5. I'm going to go through verses 1 through 21 and try to highlight a few things. But just remember, some of this stuff, man, there's so much to it. It's so rich. It's so foundational. So it's great. Um, I wanted to let you know, we Amy and I were out of town for a wedding recently, we went up to Wyoming. Anybody fly into Jackson Hole, Wyoming ever? Isn't that beautiful? Come into these mountains and stuff. And uh, it was gorgeous, but I just, when we were singing, I felt the Lord wanted me to say that, share this with you because during the ceremony, the couple there had wanted, uh, as part of their, the ceremony, to do a foot washing. You guys ever see that, experience it? And I, I, uh, I have a few times. But there was something so sweet about this because it, um, it just showed me how much God loves us. And so I was just sharing, you know, the story behind it is the night before Jesus died, he has dinner with his friends, takes communion, which was powerful. And then before uh, the night ended, he He took a, a bowl of water and he took a towel and he started to wash their feet. and uh, It's one of the most precious things because what it is is the King of Kings is saying in so many words, I come to serve you first. I come to wash you and take care of you. And I just felt when we were worshiping that I want to pray. I don't know what the Lord wants to do, but I just felt this sense of washing off some of the dirt. And some of that dirt in our hearts can be mostly it's lies of the enemy. It's, It's some of the filthiness that we carry with just the hopelessness and the darkness that we 're in sometimes, and man, I just want to encourage us that God wants to wash you of any of that, amen, just just let him wash your feet, and that that's what that's that picture of that was so beautiful because this this groom he just uh, took off his new bride's sandals and started washing her feet. And I, and I just was crying. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it back because that's what God does for each of us. And so even right now as we get into some of these things and we're going to go through it, I'm just praying. I'm going to pray right now that God would, would wash over each of us with something new, amen, to wash off any of the dirtiness that we might feel, any of the lies of the enemy, any of the hopelessness. He washes us. You know, and in those days, man, when they washed their feet. Their feet were pretty nasty. It was one of the most humbling things. And at the end of this, I'm going to share about the one scripture that says, and be subject to one another. That means to come under somebody and make them higher. And that's what God does for us. So, Lord, I pray as we get into your word today, that even right now, in the name of Jesus, you would wash over us in any place place in our minds, and our heart, Lord, that might be struggling and just feeling unworthy. And I'm, I'm not worthy of that. That's what Peter said. Lord, don't, don't, you don't wash me. And Jesus said, if you don't let me do it, you don't understand. You, you don't understand the kingdom. Lord, wash over us with your word. Wash our minds. Renew us in a new way. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I had a. Uh, Amy and I have been trying to work on our communication skills. You guys, couples, work on your communication skills, conflict resolution, sharing, being assertive, and sharing feelings. And and uh, so we were sitting there in our bedroom, and uh, she looks at me and she says, "Rob, I really want to share something that's been on my heart with you." And I, I said, "Okay." And she said, "You know, I, sometimes I just feel that you're so immature." And um, you don't act like the man you, I think you, sh- you have the potential to be. You act so immature. And it frustrates me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Anybody else out there with me, guys? Feel a little I'm immature? I feel immature. And uh, so she's looking at me, almost tears in her eyes, you know. And I said, sweetie, what I hear you saying, practicing my listening skills, is you feel frustrated when I act immature and you want me to be more mature. And so with all the love I could muster, I looked her right in the face, right in the eyes. and I said, sweetie, get out of my fort right now. I had built a <laughs> fort in our bedroom. And I had my G.I. Joes in there. I'd been playing army all day. I think that's what she means by I need to mature, you know, grow up a little bit. And take your Barbies out of here too. I borrowed them for the day. To They were the nurses and stuff in my army. So just practicing to be more mature in my relationship. You remember that, honey? It was intense, wasn't it? There was a moment there. We resolved that conflict a little bit. (laughs) Being assertive. Well, just real quick, thank you to uh, Pastor DJ and Darren and Dan uh, for their teachings and laying out this stuff in Ephesians that we've been going through. So powerful, and by the way, the notes for this are on you version, if you want to follow along. Um, but it's been so good, hasn't it? Just getting into the Ephesians and laying out foundational truth of who we are, what God says of us. And now the things I'm going to get into today and continue with some of the practical things. In Ephesians 5, Paul gets into the practical things of knowing who we are in Christ, and Dan, Pastor Dan taught last week about putting off the old putting on the new, being renewed in the spirit of our mind, and putting on the new self. And with that re- reality, with that mindset of reminding ourselves who we are and how much we're loved, now Paul gets into some of this practical stuff, which is really in our actions, it's in our speaking, it's how we live day to day. And, and one time I, I was praying with somebody, and maybe, maybe you guys have done this, but this was a very powerful thing in terms of the putting off, being renewed in the spirit of our mind and putting on. We just I was praying with somebody, and I just felt the Lord say, just ask me what that old, old self looks like. And so we prayed together, and God began to show us some of that old stuff. And, and that's something we have to put aside, right? And then we prayed, Lord, renew our, our minds so we can see the new and show us what that new looks like. And you, each of us, can do that in our own times and ways. And he showed us both this revelation of who we are in Christ, which is always unfolding, always new, but it was powerful. So coming from that reality, Paul gets into chapter 5. And I just want to read these verses out loud. You can follow along. I'm going to read all of them in a row, so it's uh, you know bear with me. But I really felt the Lord ask to speak to my heart to just say the word. And talking with Dan this morning, I, I want you to be encouraged. Like, as I do this, I, I was praying, I felt the Lord say to me, he's going to, unlock the word. It's just something when somebody reads just the word of God he does what he's going to do. I could have the greatest message known to mankind and it's not really going to matter because it's his word. And as it's read, listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to what he says. Uh, Chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not be even named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting but rather giving of thanks. Hmm. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater "...has an inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore be, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord." Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret, but all things become visible when they are exposed by light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, awake sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, But understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of the Lord. Man, just such powerful things, and as I read this and was thinking about it, three things jumped out to me. <clears throat> three things, three things. I always do that when I say three. Do you guys do that? No. Your four fingers come up. Three things that came out of, out of this that in terms of the issue of walking. So there's three things that I see in here. The word walk is referred to in different ways, but he says it specifically in three areas. So walk in love, we're gonna talk about that. In verses one and two, he says that. Walk as children of light, verses eight through 14 talks about that, and then walk wisely, verses 15 through the end. And those three things have this key word, walk. Now, it's important when we start here in verse one, he says the very first word, therefore, therefore. So you probably have heard this, but when you see the word therefore, it's always good to find out what it's therefore which really helps you because you always have to put it in context so go if we go back to chapter 4 he's saying therefore and what did he just say in the last verse of chapter 4 do you remember what he said I'll read it to you be kind to one another tender hearted forgiving each other just as God in Christ also has forgiven you so the context of this is therefore as you're being kind and tender hearted and forgiving to each other be imitators of God. Isn't that amazing? Have the, the attitude that we can actually imitate our Father in heaven, which is an amazing thing. It's pretty simple, but I think just that, that simple thought, and when I wake up in the morning and I say, Lord, I just want to imitate you, man, I don't know. I, I've just been doing that lately. Ever since I've been studying this, I just want to imitate you today, Lord. I wanna see what you're doing and saying. It's what Jesus did with his father. He so told that to Thomas, didn't he? If you've seen me, you've seen the father. So watch what I do. It's not something that we have to try to do. It's something that comes out of us as we just watch our father, as we just see him. It's gonna come through us. And that walking in love is gonna to touch people, walking as children, and, and walking wisely will just happen, it just happens naturally. And uh, that's important. Now the word walk, by the way, is a interesting word. It's, it's a Greek word, peripeteo. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, DJ, did I pronounce that correctly? Peripeteo, isn't it? DJ doesn't know, he doesn't know. Does anyone else know? No, peripeteo, I believe that's how you pronounce it. But here's what it means. Now get this idea as we're walking as sons and daughters of God, to walk around in a complete circuit, going full circle, to advance by treading underfoot. And then here it is. Here's a key definition. To live a life conformed to the union entered into with Jesus. So this walk comes from the attitude of we're his sons and daughters, and we are bringing the kingdom in heaven, on earth, wherever we go. Whether we see it or not, it's not a matter of doing a Bible study, it could be It could be a matter of doing this and that, but it's where you are, the kingdom of God is right there. And it's coming out of you. So that's why Paul is reminding us, man, if you do these things and you keep your mind on these things and you're walking in love, first of all, these things are gonna flow out of you. And you know, it's interesting because right after verse one and two, therefore be imit- imitators of God, as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. He goes into verses three through seven and he talks about some of these specific things. But before we do that, can we pull up that little clip? I wanna show you this clip. This clip you're about to see is a short little clip and it involves Ella, who is the daughter of Peter and Christine Gertis, who are youth pastors, as you might know. This is a great little example of imitating your father. Just watch what little Ella does, she is as cute as a bug's ear and then some. Classic. Somehow she saw Peter doing that. I think. <laughs> sit, sit, America. Anyway, it's a great picture of imitating our Father. And in the uh, in, in the amplified, which I did put in your uh, in the notes, I'm not reading from it now. I will highlight a few things. It, it says it this way: Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example as well beloved children imitate their Father, walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, slain a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you, so that it became a sweet and fragrant Rome, uh, uh, sweet fragrance now the the picture of that is a as children watching their beloved father and just imitating that, and so that's the whole context of this, is be imitating God, just imitate him. It's not something we have to really work on, it just flows out of us. Now, the next few verses after this, as I said in verses three through seven, it's interesting because he goes right into the heart of what I would say is the opposite of love. Why would he sit there and immediately say, but immorality, now I'm gonna to read to you from the Amplified, sexual vice and all impurity of lustful, rich, wasteful living or greediness must not even be named among you as is fitting and proper among saints, God's consecrated people. Let there be no filthy, filthiness, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting or becoming, but instead voice your thankfulness to God. Now, see, that's interesting. Those things, in a sense, are the opposite of walking in love, aren't they? You've got to remember the context of this, as far as I know, the people in Ephesus, they were using sexual perversion as a way to worship their gods. So he's saying, you're not that way anymore. You're in Christ. Remember that, and now turn away from these things, because that's not love. You're children imitating your father. You're not going to have to worry about trying hard not to do this if we're imitating God. These are the opposites of love. Verse five, be sure of this, that no person practicing sexual vice or impurity in thought or in life or one who is covetous, who has lustful desire for the property of others and greedy for gain, for he is in effect an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God in Christ. What he's talking about there is not not talking about that we're gonna be cut off, permanently, but the inheritance that I think he's referring to is here and now. We can walk in that inheritance. What is he talking about? The freedom in Christ, the love. Walking in God's will, by the way, is perfect freedom for us. So he's saying if if we choose to walk this way, we, and we can, right, we can do that, you're missing out on the inheritance right now. Walking in that freedom and bringing his kingdom on earth. You're just missing out, and the wrath of God DJ helped me to see this. it was really powerful isn't so much that he's going to come and wipe you out he's simply saying i 'm so passionately in love with you when you when we miss these things by choosing it where it makes him sad <laughs> And his wrath that, anger, that same wrath that same word it was used when Jesus came in and overturned the tables. remember all that what, he, he still loved all those people, but the wrath was i don't like it, when you don't understand what I'm doing, and really specifically, when you mess with my people and my people aren't doing the right thing, that makes me really angry in a righteous way. So that's what he's talking about. We don't have to live that way. Amen. We don't. Don't be deluded. Don't be deceived. And this whole thing about coarse jesting and silly talk, I mean that's a conviction for me because a, a lot of my stuff is, I can be silly. What he's talking about here isn't just having fun with each other, he's talking certainly about vulgarness and coarse jesting, it literally means witless speech, talking in a way that is just silly. Now, I know I can be, I've said silly things. Have you guys ever said silly things? Yeah, I, I know, I don't think, he's not saying you can't have fun. I'm talking about when it's an ongoing, habitual thing where you are living in a zone where you're not thinking about the kingdom. You're just spouting out witless things. That's what he's referring to. And that's not who we are, amen? We're not that way. Then verse seven, so don't associate or be sharers with them. Don't participate in that type of stuff. It's the opposite of love. Then verses eight, through 14 gets into this whole idea of walking as children of light. So we just talked about walking in love, imitating our Father. Now he gets into this whole idea. He's taking it a little step further. For once you were in darkness, verse eight, but now you are light in the Lord. I'm, I'm reading again from the Amplified. Walk as children of light. Lead the lives of those native born to the light. Native born to the light. That's who we are. Walk that way. For the fruit, the effect, the product of the light or the spirit consists in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. And try to learn in your experience what is pleasing to the Lord. Let your lives be constant proofs of what is most acceptable to him. Man, that's a, that's a really a cool thing. I, if I, I think if we encourage ourselves to, to wake up in the morning, whatever, And we remind ourselves lord what's pleasing to you man that kind of changes my attitude for the day doesn't it for you guys i try to do that today i don't we don't do this all the time (laughs) you know i get that but we can become we we can learn to do this right this is a skill we can learn and when i did that this morning i'm sitting there having my coffee it was a french roast i liked a dark roast sipping it amen Amen. watering my lawn i like to water my lawn and just it's so peaceful you know just watch it sipping my coffee and i said lord I want to, what's pleasing to you? And you get downloads, don't you? It's right there because he's in us and he's showing us. It's just a matter of setting our mind on those things. What's pleasing to you, Lord? I want to walk in that way today. I want to walk in love. I want to walk as a child of light because that light is what's exposing things. I'll give you an example of this. Growing up, uh, I I shared this with you guys before. I didn't come from a, a strong Christian family. I mean, we went to church here and there, but it wasn't in our home. We were, we were the neighbors that the police, you know, the other neighbors were going, don't go by the painter's house. We had the police come into our house a lot because a lot of different, it was just a mess. But there was this man that uh, his name was Dan Johnson and he was a pastor of a church called the Cov- Stone Ridge Covenant Church. And the thing about that church was my brother, one night in a fit of partying, broke into the church and stole a bunch of stuff. Now the pastor had every right to put him in jail. He was old enough to go to jail. But this guy, Dan Johnson, loved Jesus. (laughs) And he sat my brother down and he said, I'm just gonna, you know, I know what you did was wrong, but I'm just gonna give you community service. And what I want you to do is mow the lawn here at our church. So my brother said he would do it. And he mowed it one time and then me as a younger brother, he somehow convinced me to do the work for him for the (laughs) remainder of the three months. I did a lot of the mowing. And in that morning, this is just how God it does it. You know, he did it a few times, but he would always sleep in. And, you know, I was always wanting to get up. And, and I, there was something that was attracting me to Dan Johnson because he loved me. And he, he would always be so kind. That's light exposing my darkness. Do you, do you see what I mean? It was, it was a conviction. And that man actually took me and about eight or nine other children. He invited me to go on a canoe trip. And in the natural, it was a disaster, man. It rained every day. We were in a, it flooded our canoe, flooded our stuff. But in the midst of that, I look one morning, it was like the last morning of our little three or four day trip, and there's Dan Johnson sitting in the, he's sitting in the tent with just a single Bunsen burner. You know what a Bunsen burner is? With just this little skillet making all of us pancakes. And you know what he was doing? Singing to Jesus. And I'd never seen anything like it. It it actually is emotional for me because in that moment, I remember it was yesterday, I'm going, God, you're not mad at me. You love me. This man loves you. And I somehow had this thought that God was so angry and so mad. And here's this man just singing to Jesus at 6 o'clock in the morning making breakfast for a bunch of bratty little kids. (laughs) That was light exposing darkness in in a good way. Does that make sense? Man, I'm sure you have experiences like that. Never forgot Dan Johnson. Man, that guy just loved me, and he never took his Bible out and said, let me show you the truth. He just walked in love, and he walked as a child of God, and his light was exposing my darkness, and in my little heart, man, you know, it it was changing. And then, lo and behold, Luann Canocle, you guys remember Luann Canocle? Probably don't remember her she was a radical babysitter that my dad hired my parents got divorced so my dad my dad would go to work and me and my brother had to get up for school i was only like eight or so and Luann canocle would come to my house and make us breakfast and get us ready for school and Luann canocle was a radical pentecost (laughs) who loved jesus and she would share the gospel with me how much God loved me, and what was going on. And then one day I went to her church, and I think it was an assemblies of God church. You know, the big, big church with the red carpet and the big stage, all that. It was, it was so amazing. And that pastor preached a sermon. And Rob Painter, at eight years old, nine years old, I felt this tugging in my heart. I ran down to that that stage and said, Jesus, I wanna, I didn't even know what I was doing, I was so afraid. But my point is this, God uses people in our lives, he's using you to bring light into people's lives, whether you see it or not. And it's in our voices, it's in our words, it's what we do, it's what we say, and uh, it's setting our mind on these wonderful truths that Paul's laying out for us. Um, Verse 11, take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness. But instead, let your lives be so in con- contrast as to expose and reprove and convict them. Man, that was my life. Seeing Dan Johnson and LuAnn Canoco. You probably have a Ann Canoco in your life if you remember somewhere. She loved the Lord, man. You know what's funny about that? My brother couldn't stand her. He's, he's now a Christian, but he was so anti-God in those days. And she would share these go- the, the gospel with me and he'd take me aside and go, don't listen to her. But I knew in my heart, that God was doing something. Her light was exposing my darkness, man, and his. I think that's why he got so angry, probably. You know? You see God's love. You're like, man, I don't know if I believe it. Verse 12, for it is a shame even to speak or mention the things that such people practice in secret. But when anything is exposed, verse 13, and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. Oh, man. It's just our lives as we walk in love and we walk as children. That exposes things and people see clearly that God's real and he loves them. It's really true. Verse 14, therefore he says, awake, O sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you and give you light. Then in verse 15 through the rest, he talks about this third point, walking wisely. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, and intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Now, wouldn't you admit that, that he said this back then, but are today's days evil? We, I was talking to the church last night about this. We're living in evil times. It's really interesting to me that it's upside down in a way. What's good, what what is good is now becoming evil. What's evil is now good. I saw this little article, I was reading it, maybe you saw it, it's a great example. I know there's many, many more, but it just caught my attention. This guy was caught, uh, but police officers pulled him off the side of the road, and he was uh, getting caught because he didn't have, his light was out or something, and then they found out he didn't have insurance. And so the police officer's ready to write him a ticket and all that. He goes back to his car, this dude, and he pulls out a machete and begins to literally fight and mutilate this police officer. Slices him in the head, cuts his arm, breaks his fingers. And the police officer was able enough to get his taser out and tase the guy. Now here's the story. That police officer is being... Put in jail because he, used brutal, he, he was too brutal to the guy. And it's a total flip around. The guy's lawyer actually got that guy that's known rapist, the guy with the machete, and he had had another history of using machetes off the hook, and the police officer is now being looked at for crimes of being too brutal. That's, that's upside down, man. That is not... Right, so I, I think when I was looking at this, I felt the Lord was just reminding us, man, it is time more than ever to be sober in spirit and, be, and walk wisely i, I don 't know about you, but there's a sense sometimes I wake up and I just feel this numb feeling, and then who cares in that you know, and ah oh my I just And that, I know, is a spiritual thing. It's not just conservatives versus liberals, right? We're we're realizing that. This is a spiritual battle that is shaking the world. It's upside down, and Jesus warned us about it. Don't be afraid, don't worry, it's gonna happen, this is gonna happen, but keep your eyes on me, walk in love, walk as children, be wise. Walk wisely, listen. The Lord will show us every moment of every day. He's not asking us to come up with something on our own. He's going to show you exactly what to do. We walk in freedom. His will is perfect freedom for us. So it's not a heavy burden that he puts on us to walk this way. It's what children that love their Father in heaven do naturally. Making the most of of the time because the days are evil. I was shocked when I read that article. I'm like, Lord, this is so upside down, and not to get caught up into this. Oh, it's just hopeless. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. No, it's not. The kingdom of this world, the world will not be able to. St- we know we win, but we can be wise in the midst of it, pulling down strongholds, praying, being alert, being ready. Walk as children of light. Verse 17, therefore do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. And what do you think his will is? To do this, to walk in love, to walk as children, to walk wisely, to imitate him. That's his will, right? It's not rocket science for us to hear. He's going to show us his will. That's what his will is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. That, that be filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the translations is a continual filling. As we imitate our Father, that filling just happens. It just happens. And it flows out of us. Speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with all your heart to the Lord. Man, sing a new song. If this stuff gets you pulled down, start singing, I'm telling you, sing a song. Have you guys ever been around a campfire and somebody inevitably starts to sing a song and at first you feel a little awkward, like, man, this is a little weird. I don't really feel like singing right now. But then you start to sing and you just feel God's presence and it's the most beautiful, wonderful, freeing thing. For me, you know, at first, especially when I was first a brand new Christian, I would start to feel, feel real uncomfortable and I'd wanna just go get some more beanie weenies or whatever it was and, you know, <laughs> go back to my tent. <laughs> just go back to my tent and start to eat cookies or something. But these people would consistently pray and sing and I felt God's presence. Speaking of cookies, I want to just mention something to you. I, I know this is off the subject, but I have to say this because <clears throat> we want to be wise, right? I'm, it's in the contest of being wise. When Amy and I were returning from Wyoming, we were in the line of, at the airport, and there's, there's this family in front of us going through security, and they had like four kids. And the guy in security looks at him and goes, hey, do you have any snacks or food in your, in your bags? They had all had little uh, backpacks. And I kid you not, every one of those kids started to pull out about 15 items of cookies and treats and soda. I mean, it was just, (laughs) it was amazing. But here's my point. As I looked at the cookies, I looked at the cookies. Anyone else love cookies like I do? Here's what I'm saying. Something hit me that these cookie companies are trying to control our children. (laughs) Here's what I mean. Don't, don't laugh at me. Every one of these, coo- they weren't just one or two, coo- it was row upon row of neatly made cookies like little army men in a, in a barrack ready to jump out at these kids and, and sabotage them. And I'm telling you, it got my attention. Watch the cookie companies, they're after us. They're so innocent. If I eat one cookie, how many people eat the serving size of two cookies? Brian Regan has a great line on that. He doesn't. He goes, man, I just, it's like a little buzz thing. When he's eating the cookies. He's just eating row after row. Anyway, walk wisely and be aware of the cookie companies because they got something in those cookies. They're addictive. Be be wise. Verse 19, speak out to one another in psalms and hymns. I'm going to say it again. Offering praise with voices and instruments and making melody with your heart to the Lord. And at all times, verse 20, and for everything giving thanks in the name of our lord jesus christ to god the father there's something that happens i don't know if you would agree i think you probably would when i even if i'm having a really bad day or whatever it is if i start to thank god something changes doesn't it just that simple thing thank you lord for my wife for my children where i'm at Thank you that all this is yours anyway. Thank you that you love me. I just start to thank him. That's what I, he says it twice in this section of scripture. Thankfulness, thankfulness. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for cookies. Even though they're addictive. And then verse 21. Be subject at all be subject to one another out of reference for Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. and I mentioned that earlier that word subject it's interesting because some of the translations use this verse to start the next section of scripture, which talks specifically about marriage, which Pastor Dan's going to pick up next week. and some translations don't they use this uh, verse 21 as the part of this section of Scripture kind of ends that section. And I thought it was appropriate for me to end it with that way because this is sort of like the glue that holds it together. As we're subject to each other, that simply means coming under each other and making the other one greater. in our relationships with each other, with our husbands, our wives, our cho- whatever it is, man, think about this. Be subject to one another with this love. So we're walking in love. We are walking as children of the light and we're walking wisely, being subject to each other. That translation is to put oneself under, as I just said, and then my translation is this, to lovingly choose to put the other person first before yourself. Man, that might have been the Lord right there. To lovingly choose to put the other person first before yourself in a way that allows God's love to come through. So all these things that Paul's talking about here is the practical walking out of who we are in Christ. Amen. Good. Well, let me pray and we can go. You guys have any good plans for today? Taking a nap. We were gonna offer free haircuts in the alley but uh, the haircutters didn't show up so I don't know. We had bowls of jelly beans and, and haircuts. We'll do that another time. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for your word that is living and active and it's coming alive more and more in each of our lives. Thank you for Paul that was thrown off a horse, (laughs) humbled himself, and wrote three quarters of what we're reading now in the epistles, all about freedom in Christ, walking as children, walking in your love, Lord, imitating you, loving you. Thank you for the freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and liberty. Lord, thank you that as we walk on this planet, the kingdom of God comes through us on this earth as it is in heaven. Show us that picture more and more. Pray as we go today, we would walk in in these ways. Lord, walk in love and children and wisely and remind us of who you are in Jesus' name. Amen.